The Old Testament book of Jonah is not the story of a great fish. It is the story of a great God. In a world on the verge of judgment and desperate for a spiritual awakening, it holds a message we all need. Salvation is of the Lord. Join us in the book of Jonah today as we study God's Word with Scott Pauley. The word great is greatly overused. In fact, we have this tendency to use the word great for so many things and so many people that after a while it means almost nothing. Yet when the Lord uses the word great, it is truly meaningful. Did you know that the word great is found 14 times in the little book of Jonah? Think of that. One of the smallest of the prophets, four chapters long, and 14 times you have the word great. Come with me, if you will, today to Jonah chapter 3 and verse number 1. The Bible says, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time. Let me pause before we read on and say praise God for second chances. Aren't you glad that the Lord comes a second time, speaks a second time, works in us a second time? And we might add to that a third and a fourth and a fifth. Oh, how patient God is with us. You ever consider what the word long-suffering means? He suffers long. Think of what God puts up with from his own children. Think of what the Lord puts up with from his own servants. Praise God for a God of second chances. So the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey. So you hear the word great. It's found in verse 2, that great city. It's found again in verse 3, an exceeding great city. When I think of a great city, my mind goes back to the first time I ever visited the great metropolis of New York City. We've been there, of course, many, many times since then. But I remember the first time I ever came up out of a subway station into Manhattan. I remember the uh, the towering buildings above, the mass of humanity all around me. It was overwhelming. And I try to use a little imagination and think to myself, that must have been something like what this city was, a city so great that it literally took three days to cross it, three days' journey. literally mean, means it took three days to go from one side of the city to another side of the city. So without question, the word great here has some geographical connection to the expansiveness of the city. It's a, it's a spread out area. It's a massive place. And then I would say much more than just geographical, it deals with God's perspective on the people in the city. In fact, the very last verse of the entire book says, and should not I spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand, and also much cattle. At a glance, you say six or thousand persons, that's 120,000 people, and then you realize it's 120,000 people that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand. Well, who would that be in a population that didn't know the difference between right and left? These are infants. He is saying, if you look at the city, how massive it is, 
the great multitudes of people there, there are at least 120,000 infants, babies in the city. So if you start multiplying that out by the number of parents there would be and grandparents and siblings, you're talking about a major, major city. So scripture refers to it as a great place. I wonder what, what is the great thing in God's sight? What is the great thing that the Lord wants to impress upon all of us today? May I suggest three things in these opening verses of Jonah chapter number three that are truly great? First of all, the need is great. There's a reference here to Nineveh being that great city. And uh, oh, beyond the, the size of the city or the number of souls within the city, I want you to think about the fact that every soul in the city is going to live somewhere forever. And dear friend, that's not just true of Nineveh. That's true of your city. That's true of your town. You remember when Jesus stood looking over Jerusalem? The Bible says he beheld the city and wept over it. I wonder, how do you see your city? When you see your city, do you, do you look at it through political eyes, uh, through social, economic eyes? Do you look at it through some racial lens? Do you look at it uh, through some demographic, some statistics that you've read? Uh, do you see it in its financial standing or the educational condition of the schools? Or do you see it like Jesus sees it? Do you see the spiritual need? You see, God looked at Nineveh differently than Jonah looked at Nineveh. And I believe God looks at our towns much different than we look at our towns. We, we get so used to the people around us and the places where we live, we forget something. Wherever you live, it may not be some large place like Nineveh. It may be some speck on a map somewhere, but there are eternal souls there that are going to live forever somewhere. One million years from this moment, you'll be alive somewhere. And one million years from this moment, every person that lives near you will be alive somewhere. They have an eternal soul. They have an eternal destiny. There is an eternal heaven, and there is an eternal hell. And I want to say to you today, when I look at Nineveh, it reminds me that the need is great. Oh, it's greater than it's ever been. Do you understand the world population right now is larger than it has ever been? That if you take all of the people through the, the generations that lived on this planet, add them all together, you're talking about a group of people uh, that still does not surpass the number of people living and breathing at this moment. Oh, dear listener, let the thought of the souls of men capture you today. Get a glimpse of eternity. The need is great. And that's not all that's great. God's truth is great. He said, when you get there... I just want you to tell them the preaching that I bid thee. That's a fascinating phrase, isn't it? There's a lot of preaching going on today that I believe probably is not the preaching God wants done. It's what we want to say. It's what listeners want to hear. No, no, we're to preach where he says, when he says, what he says, and why? Because he says, the preaching that I bid thee. I'll tell you what this world needs. It needs the truth right now. It needs the truth that cuts through all the lies. It needs the hope that cuts through all the despair. It needs the love that cuts through all the hatred. It needs the word of the living God. Yes, I believe no matter how great the city is, that the word, the gospel is great enough. Look, there's nothing wrong in this world that the gospel of Jesus Christ could not change. And there's nothing wrong in our towns that a spiritual awakening would not correct. Yes, the need is great. 
but the word is great. And then one more, God is great. It's not just the word of the Lord that's great. It's the Lord of the word. God himself is great. God was greater than Jonah. God was greater than Nineveh. Friend, God is greater than you. God is greater than me. And God is greater than all the need. Do you remember that great verse from the New Testament? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Do not get so overwhelmed with the need and so overcome with the situation that you forget how great your God is. How great is he? He is greater than all. God is able to save to the uttermost them that come to God by Christ. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or even think according to his power that works in us. God is able to do much more, much more than we've believed him for, much more than we've asked him for. And friend, God will use you today. Jonah was not great, and you and I are not great, but the need is great, the word is great, and our God is great. Will you trust our great God today to meet the great needs all around you? Do you want to go further in your study of the Bible? Visit us at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find hundreds of articles, sermons, and podcast episodes in our online library. You can search the archive by scripture or subject, and we trust it will help you as you continue your journey in scripture. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will join us again next time on Enjoying the Journey.